of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 564. Jason Lingren is with me, and we have Dr. Group with us for the first time. I have lost count of how many doctors we've had on the show, but we're going to open up with ideas around the jab. There seems to be a very different perception in the world uh, these days about what occurred starting in 2020 than there was back in 2020, which is unfortunate. But uh, we'll jump in here. Jason, welcome aboard. And a good afternoon. How's it where you are? Everything good? It's gotten more pleasant, but we're getting another polar blast the next couple of days. Yeah, it's unreal how far south that cold went. It really is unreal. That's what happens when the when the weather is uh, held warm in the winter, I guess. But anyhow, welcome, Dr. Group. Hey, it's so awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, we're, we're glad to have you. I think, was it, did we get this referral through David Avocado Wolf? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably so. He's a really good friend of mine. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving in uh, four days to go hang out with him down in Hawaii. That guy is never standing still. He's like in constant <laughs> motion. He's always doing something interesting. And uh, a lot of the, the things that he creates and the products, they really are top notch. I mean, I can't say enough about the things that he he seems to generate. Yeah, he's amazing. We work a lot together on a lot of those products. So um, it's all about quality, energy, vibration. Uh, ultimately, any product anyone's taking should all come down to how much energy and vibration is in it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's really what about our era right now is really mostly about vibration, isn't it? We're about to have a big division. And in my view, this kind of lower vibrational world that we became accustomed to, that's all kind of crumbling down. But let's uh, let's jump right in here. I want to talk. I want to open up and talk a little bit about the so-called vaccine, which I don't accept was a vaccine. Do you feel like the perception of what was done to so many people in 2020 is now changing uh, these three, four years later? Absolutely. Yeah, I do feel that when I first started looking at the lipid nanoparticle technology in 2016, and kind of unraveling, you know, we've been, myself and many other researchers, as, as you know out there, have been looking at all of the different vectors that they're using for attacks. It's, it's not just the bioweapon. I like to refer to the shot as the bioweapon instead of the vaccine, because that's really what it is. We started looking hard. I, I used to go on Alex Jones show a lot back in the 2015, 2014 era. And Back in that day, we were getting information that they were planning on creating a pandemic in the future. You can, if you look hard enough, you can find all these things. That you just have to know where to look. And plus, we had a lot of sources that were feeding us information. And so, going back to 2016, we started putting the pieces together of the puzzle of what they were going to do, how they were going to do it. We started looking at the bioweapon laboratories around the world. We started looking at how they were preparing and planning for a pandemic with concentration camps and depopulation agendas, et cetera. And then in 2018, Alex asked me to come on his show and reveal for the first time to the world exactly what was going to happen, the transhumanism agenda that obviously we've all heard Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and uh, these individuals come out and, and talk about saying they want to transform the human race into a controllable human race, which is basically half man, half cyborg. So in 2018, this all leads up to your question, by the way, of what, you know, the bioweapons. 
In 2018, I came out on his show and I laid the whole thing out about how they were going to use, create fear. First of all, create a, some sort of organism slash what they would call virus influenza, but really was a bioengineered foreign protein that they were going to put in the water, the air, et cetera. And they were going to create this pandemic. So they would get everybody scared. And then they were going to hand everybody, line everybody up for this bioweapon injection, which was a combination of synthetic genetically modified uh, proteins and potentially DNA fragments and plasmids, et cetera. But not only that, lipid nanoparticles and different types of nanotech uh, at the same thing, at the same time. And it was that show in 2018, two years before the actual pandemic, when uh, within weeks I got death threats, my family got death threats, my employees that worked for me got death threats. They really came after me hard. How did that come to you, by the way? How did the threats come at you? Was it like an email thing? Uh, or phone phone calls? calls, mostly phone calls. Yeah, mm-hmm. mostly phone calls. Just weird numbers, unknown numbers popping up. And yeah, it was pretty much all phone calls. And uh, I, I felt like I was being followed a couple of times, saw some black cards behind me, but that's not new to me. That's that's my life. That's been my life for the last 25 years. I mean, you know, ever since I, I started my research 30, almost 30 years ago on on the vectors that cause the, the root vectors that cause disease, which are all really the things the government doesn't want you talking about, whether it's fluoride in the water, genetically modified organisms or Pesticides, insecticides, glyphosate, you know, the whole list goes on and on and on. They, they have, they've been attacking us through multiple vectors for quite some time. It's just that the pieces of the puzzle were coming together a little bit more with this plan. And that was actually the last show that I did on Alex Jones. We used to develop his products for him because that was revealing what was going to happen. And I knew that because I'm in the product development field. That's what we do is develop uh, nutritional products, organic products, very highly vibrational, energetic products. But it was the lipid nanoparticle technology, which was really catching my eye back then because it was a delivery system. It was a high-tech nano-based delivery system that could even hold payloads of different bacteria or different organisms that could be delivered based on different pulses of frequencies that they were using through what they like to call cell phone towers, but what what I call the real name, which is a directed energy weapon. Even your cell phone is a directed energy weapon or can be used as a directed energy weapon. So I continued doing the research on that and, you know, through circles and through uh, working with other individual scientists, especially like reviewing Sabrina Wallace's stuff on the W-band, which is the wide body area network, the M-band, which still today, most people don't even know that stuff exists, which is the medical body area network. They've been able to tap into our biofield since 1995, our aura which is the our, actually our lar- largest organ. Like people today, if you study anatomy, if you go to medical school, if you go to naturopathic school, there's no mention of our energy body, our aura or our frequency or our biofield. Okay, so in the ancient days, that was always considered the largest organ. And in my opinion, it still is the largest organ. Well, the powers to be, you know, call them the, the, the 13 families, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the, the, the control 
army that is trying to control and, and depopulate and run the world, they have tech, they hire, they get the brightest kids and the geniuses to work, either work underground at dark op facilities or wherever they, you know, these different programs. They silo everybody, obviously, but what they do is they, uh, they do high level research. They have, you know, access to free energy. They have access to med bed technologies. They have access to pretty much, you know, remote viewing, obviously, telepathic possibilities. And now they have supercomputer systems, which are pretty much made of almost solid gold that they're able to tap in through these smart devices and gather your data from your biofield. And anybody that wants to look that up, they can just type in WBAN on Google. And then it's, like I said, most people would never know to even search for that, but it's all available. So uh, leading up to that, we were looking at how they're kind of, we our team's like decoding what they're trying to do basically and come up with solutions on how people can prevent this from happening. And that led us to me being asked to be on Trump's task force, COVID task force uh, during his presidency. And then obviously when the pandemic hit, we were, there was 27 of us doctors that were on the team. And we honestly believed that things were going to be different this time and that we would, because our team had already been working on solutions to all this stuff for years, since 2016. So we already had all the solutions. Like we knew how to deactivate the uh, nanotech. We knew how to, we had the ways to protect the body from the 5G frequencies, the 3G frequencies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We had ways to repair the DNA, to dissolve the, the venoms and all the other stuff that they were using. So we were pretty excited, the 27 of us that were commissioned to be on the COVID task force. So you bought into the Trump train. You bought into this is going to be different this time. Absolutely. All of us did. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And because we were, we had a direct line to the White House and we were working with uh, Trump's personal physician. I can't, I can't remember what his name is right now, but he was in a, a military guy. I was military, post ex-military. And, you know, the group of, there was one other guy that was on, there was a, the coordinator. He was high level. And we just, we thought it was going to be, you know, we were going to come in. We were going to be like, okay, cool. Let's, let's do this. Let's get this out to everything. And we're going to, the whole narrative would have been different, you know? Where did it go off the rails? When he sat there and ushered in the closing of every business, when he sat there and on camera got sick for the magical three days, this deadly virus to shut the world for, he, what was it, three days he supposedly was in the hospital? Where, where did the departure in your mind take place, the reality of it? The departure, it was very early on when we were commissioned. So it, we, within four days, we our first paper we submitted was a 17-page paper. And I'll be happy to share that paper with you guys, too, if you want to put it up. But it was a 17, about roughly 17-page paper on the iodine efficacy for COVID-19. That was the name of the paper, iodine effectiveness for COVID-19. And we submitted that because the government had, I think, at the time, 4 billion doses stockpiled that were about six months from expiration, too, I think, if I remember correctly. Sorry for keep interrupting, but I mean, I sat down one day to calculate back when they were reporting how many doses they had. They were coming in frozen, right? They were in these big things, so they were frozen. 
And I started to think it had to be over a decade to manufacture some of the numbers they were throwing down. I mean, what do you think? How long would they have had to have been manufacturing to come up with the millions and millions of, you know, what I saw, frozen doses being delivered? That's a question that nobody really knows the answer to, but I can tell you that... It has to be like decades or more, doesn't it? I don't know about decades, but at least I would say a few years. How could they, though, if they didn't know what they were making it for? Right. That's the point. Yeah. So if you look at the lipid nanoparticle, if you look at some of the components that were in there, this is all, some of it dating back to 1995. Some of the research dates back to 95. And the lipid nanoparticle technology, they were waiting to be able to really, I think there were multiple factors involved that they needed to, to get in place for this whole plan to work. Number one, they needed, this is this dates back a long time ago. This dates back like really when they started putting this plan together, because we started looking at all the different areas and vectors. You could even say it started with the introduction of fluoride, you know, back in the 50s to dumb people down and to calcify their pineal gland. And really the introduction of heavy metals, they needed lots of metals in the body to be able to control through these the smart devices, uh, the bodies. And, that, and I have all kinds of research I can share with you guys on this as well, uh, if you want to give it to your listeners. So everything had to work together. So you had to have people addicted to smart meters and, well, I mean, smartphones and eventually introduce all that stuff over a period of time because it's the frequencies that are going to control everything. But then you also needed delivery systems. You needed people addicted to sugar. And the reason why you needed people addicted to sugar was because the mechanisms that they're using to produce the spike glycoprotein, venomous spike glycoproteins, and we can get into that subject as well. Dr. Brian Artis uh, was the first one to come forward with why they're using snake RNA and inserting uh, snake-based genes into plasmids. That's a story I'd like to discuss later on maybe. But they're doing it through multiple different vectors, and they're using the bacteria and the yeast in people's bodies. And just like Royal Raymond Rife said in the 20s and 30s and 40s, and then Gaston Nason said, there are two types of organisms that we found that are what's called pleomorphic. And pleomorphic means they can change into a whole nother, like shapeshift, they can change into a whole nother organism. So if a bacteria gets placed under stress, it can convert itself to a yeast. And if a yeast is under stress, it can, it can convert itself back to a bacteria. So you're not going to hear too many docs out there telling you guys what I'm telling you, because if you followed any of the researchers or the doctors in this COVID movement since 2020, all you've probably heard is spike protein this, spike protein that, spike protein this. This is way more deep than just spike proteins. This has to do with parasites, bacteria, yeast, bioweapons, venoms, DNA, EMFs, nanotechnology, quantum dots, modulated RNA, plasmids, lipid nanoparticles, inorganic minerals, metals, hydrogels, chemicals, synthetic biology, transhumanism. This is all part of the transhumanism agenda. So if anyone out there is not talking about each one of these things and all of these different vectors that, that they're using, then they're just not up to par. That's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do with the AGES team in, in our research with Judy Mikovits and Dr. Brian Artis and, 
Dr. Janice Schmidt and Dr. Henry Ely and myself and many other great researchers and scientists and microscopists that are have been doing and taking pictures and looking at the nanotech and all this stuff since 2020. Since I quit the team, basically everybody quit. How quickly? I mean, was it in and out the door? Is that how bad it was? It was probably, you know, we went, so we submitted the first paper on iodine and and it was just like crickets. And then we, at that point in time, we were looking, also our job was to evaluate what all the other countries and anything that was coming from any independent physicians that might've had, you know, a hundred patients that they used vitamin C on, for example, you know, we were, we were really there to give our suggestions, but also evaluate data that was coming in from around the world. Who was calling the shots on that group? Was it this uh, other doctor or was Donald Trump himself intervening on certain aspects of this? So I'm not allowed to say because we had to sign a two inch thick NDA, probably about two and a half inches thick, the, the confidentiality agreement in NDA. And I think it was for like 12 years or something like that. I can say a lot, but and I probably do already say way too much because I don't care. So let's leave that behind. No, let's let's leave that behind. I'm not interested in violating an NDA. You know, there's no sense in leaving a crack in a door that someone might want to kick down someday. Well, to go at that another way, then, are you saying that the shots that they were pushing out when they unveiled Operation Warp Speed and all that, this whole thing was already created and had already been manufactured to some degree for several years, meaning that it wasn't made specifically to address a problem, like it was a solution to a problem that hadn't even existed yet? Well, I'm saying we have documents dating back. all of, uh, The manufacturing date, I'm not 100% sure. But the technology of creating exactly what was in the shot goes back to the early 90s. Okay, The patents that we had and the, and the, and the information that we reviewed of what they use and what they had already developed to use dates back to the 90s. I mean, if you just look at Malone's patents, I think those were from 1995 or 1996. And he clearly talks about using venom and he talks about using lipid nanoparticle technology in those patents. Was all of this brought up or was it that you were trying to approach it from a different way and then you left before they got into that? And please don't violate an NDA, please. Yeah, so... The government always has a very unique way of siloing their teams. So one team doesn't find out what another team is working on. So we had no contact with or any relation with who or what or how the actual manufacturing of the bioweapons was taking place. But that approach to that technology, were you guys aware of that? Uh, we were aware of what the technology was. Yes, everybody on the team was was warning. Actually, we were sending up red flags left and right. We were warning, 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 warning all the time. Do not do this. Do not do this. This is dangerous. This is nanotechnology. These are bioweapons. They're genetically modified foreign proteins. And we, we even started questioning the whole COVID-19 narrative. Like what they were actually saying was COVID-19 was nothing like what we were finding of what they were actually putting in the water, which we, which look, we don't have proof, but we feel like this was put in the air and we feel like it was put in the water and potentially even put in foods because of the pieces of the dots that we had put together. But th this was definitely a, a bioengineered system. There's a couple things that we're kind of skipping across, though. First of all, there were three 
different vaccines, right? There was the one you got to take two. There was the one, you know, everyone knows the story that was told, but I had direct information from a person who was in charge. And it's not that long ago of, I don't know whether it's warehousing or siloing all these doses that were going somewhere. And the person noticed that one of the vials looked perfectly clear where the other two different types didn't and smuggled one out and found out that one of the vial coded like a third or whatever it would be, something close to a third of everything was just saline solution. And I'd been saying that they were playing three card Monty because this was a bioweapon. They couldn't have everyone drop at once, but I'm just putting on the table that we're not talking about, you know, I've had experts tell me it had to be over 10 years to do the volume of the numbers they were spouting on the news. Well, whatever's true, we know it had to have started pretty damn early, long before anyone had ever heard the words COVID. The point is we had three different types of things being made, according to the news. Some of the words that were being used were mRNA, the Johnson and Johnson, the one shot you had to have one, then another, the other shot you only had to have one. And then I'm throwing on the top that we have direct knowledge that someone claimed they witnessed that a third of what they were exposed to were saline solution vials. Yes. And that we also concur with that. Our team definitely concurs with that, that there was a certain percentage of saline. There were certain red cities that were targeted even more with higher levels of DNA fragments or foreign protein fragments. We refer to what they call viruses as foreign proteins. It's just, um, you know, there's even controversy over whether or not there is such thing as a virus or not. We've gotten into that, so feel free to discuss it. Yeah, we've covered this ad nauseum, actually. Yeah, okay, good. So so basically, um, these are just engineered strands of amino acids or foreign proteins that have been biologically engineered bioweapons. And so we feel like there's a good chance and a good potential that, well, we know that there was a certain percentage of saline that was given out, but then we feel like there was different types of and concentrations of these foreign proteins and plasmids they were added into the shots at different ratios, potentially, and then under different lot numbers that were giving, given out to different states. And so the conclusion that we've come to now, uh, after all that, is that, and this, is, oh, this has now been proven with uh, gene sequencing. As a matter of fact, even in April of 2020 in France, they did gene sequencing and they found the two spike proteins on the SARS-CoV-2, which they were calling SARS-CoV-2, were published actually in the study to be King Cobra, Cobra toxin, venom peptide, and Bungaro toxin, crate venom peptide. And that study also demonstrated how nicotine and ivermectin both protect against the venom spike proteins, which are neurotoxic. So we've come, you know, that was a, that was even in 20, in April of 2020. So most of this stuff though, obviously was never put out there. So our conclusion basically, and all the research that we've been doing over the, since, since 2020, since we left the team is that these are all pretty much different types of venom-based peptides that are being sprayed in the air, the food, and in the water, and through the shots that are creating, really what they're doing is they're going after, this is another thing that we found out. So you hear a lot about, okay, if you get these these bioweapon shots, they're going to affect your DNA. 
And the whole, you almost have to look, whatever they're saying or whatever the mainstream media is there, you almost have to think exactly opposite of what they're saying to find the truth. So when you look at the patents and all the research on how they develop these things and how they weaponize bacteria and how they weaponize yeast and how they, how these, they insert these snake-based genes or uh, DNA fragments into the, and create these foreign proteins, it all goes back to the transhumanism agenda. And this is something we had to figure out. It's like, why, why are there always snakes around? You know, if you pull up the 1999 uh, Time Magazine uh, cover, you'll actually see it says something like in the next decade, we will, we will be uh, on the next level of genetic engineering or something. And they always warn you ahead of time. And on the cover of that Time Magazine issue in 1999, you literally see a snake transforming into human DNA. So we were at, we kept, why are they using snake stuff? Why are they keep, why is, why is SARS-CoV-2 really nothing more than a cobra toxin venom peptide or a, or a bungarotoxin venom peptide? And you're still not even hearing people talk about this. Brian Artis, Dr. Brian Artis is the one that actually came out and said, guys, this isn't something like a virus, SARS-CoV-2. This is venom. They're, they're poisoning us with venoms out there. He was on with us as well, actually. Well, then you guys heard the story from him because how they're doing it is, so everybody at first thought that they were doing it through attacking our DNA, and then our cells were producing these venoms, these, these spike proteins, these spike glycoproteins. But if you look at all the research, if you look at all the, the patents and everything that they've been working on, they can't have human subjects. What they found was it's a heck of a lot easier to do this with bacteria and yeast. Okay, Remember, we talked about pleomorphism with bacteria and yeast. Well, then if you look at the human body in whole, you realize that the whole human is about 97% of the cells in the human being are non-human cells. Only about 3 or 4% of the cells in the human being are actually human cells. So do you think that they would really go, if they wanted to take over your body, do you think that they would go after the 4% human cells? Or do you think that they would go after the 97% non-human cells in your body? Well, it sounds like there's a lot more to work with there. Exactly. That's, what, that's their whole mechanism of attack. And that's what you're not hearing too many people talking about out there is they're using the bacteria and the yeast and the non-human cells as manufacturing facilities for the venomous spike glycoproteins, which cause, you know, obviously all the symptoms of blood clotting and everything else that, that people are going through. So that's, that's what they're using. And people have all kinds of worms in their body. And guess, remember I mentioned earlier about how they purposely got everybody addicted to sugar over the last 50 or 60 years and gluten and alcohol? You literally can't watch any show on Netflix or anywhere else without every 15 seconds you see somebody drinking alcohol. So that is the fuel for whatever it is that they're getting into you. It's fuel. It keeps fueling the bacteria and the yeast. And during the lockdown, most people put on 10 to 15 pounds. Their sugar consumption went up 10 to 15 percent. Their alcohol consumption went up 10 to 15 percent. They did nothing but feed the bio there and these yeast and bacteria by the way we've got patents to show how they even have engineered these bacteria and engineered these yeast even brewers yeast i've got a patent and documentation that shows they've even infiltrated the agricultural system and the usda approved before covid few years i think it was a couple of years before covid 
that they would allow up to 10% of this bioengineered yeast to be put in the feed for all cattle and all animal feed. They just think no one is going to find this stuff out because they, they, they figured out how to infect and poison the, the, even the feeds, the agriculture. If it gets into the feed, then the animal eats it, and the animal has all kinds of worms and bacteria and fungus and yeast and all that stuff. Then the animal starts producing all these venomous-based spike glycoproteins. Then it gets into the meat, and then the meat ultimately goes to the store, and then you end up eating the meat. So ultimately, basically, it's everywhere at this point in time. And that's why it's, it's you know, extremely important for people to understand the mechanisms and the vectors that they're using to accomplish their ultimate goal of transhumanism and accomplish their transhumanism agenda. So back to, the, to your question before, yeah, we all quit within about seven days. But I can tell you this, like we had everybody on the team was basically working for the administration, but we were also working for the DOD. Okay. Well, there, there's your first clue. I know. Well, maybe they wanted to see if anybody out there was actually going to be able to figure it out. And that was the point of your team. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. Because what we, we quit, but then right after we quit was when the attention, the smoke and mirrors, the attention was brought on to Operation Warp Speed. Okay. But the real operation that was going on behind Operation Warp Speed was Operation Telecommunications Upgrade. That was where the resources were going and the money was going. And there was a video, there was a video of Trump meeting with the heads of Verizon, AT&T and all that. And apparently it's been scraped from, you guys might have a copy of it still, but it's been scraped from pretty much everywhere. It was public. It was on and they were all praising each other how they're going to upgrade all of the systems and blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly what happened. They had to make sure that they upgraded all of the towers and the AT&T and Comcast and all them upgraded many of the wireless routers inside your home. Most people today still don't know that the majority of routers they're using in their home are equipped with 5G capabilities. And if you look at the terms and conditions, I know this for a fact on Comcast, for example, if you read through the 20 pages of terms and conditions, it actually says it in there that there is 5G built into your wireless router in your home and Comcast has the rights to turn it on and off whenever they want. And uh, I know a lady that actually tried to get hers disabled and she called Comcast and went through the whole process and said, because it kept, you can look on your phone, it keeps, it kept picking it up. And she did verify with them that there is 5G capabilities in the router. So that means you basically have a 5G. If you have any of router in your home from any of the main telecommunications providers, most likely you have a mini cell phone tower inside your home. And so it's been told to me that they have upgraded the capabilities of the directed energy weapon towers to you know, 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, 6G, a microwave, extremely low frequency radiation, microwave radiation, all types of frequency-based modulation, which I like to keep a positive attitude and in, in lots of hope. So 
I, I always tell people, yeah, they're, they're just setting all those up right now for when we win. And then we convert them all into uh, good energy towers where we can play, you know, love frequencies and healing frequencies to everybody, you know, and just turn it around and use them for good instead of bad. Well, should be no mystery at this point to anyone listening why these devices that everyone carries is called a cell phone, right? Exactly, because it affects your cells. There it is. That was yep. put in place a long time ago. And there's certain things like just the fact of knowing that some portion was saline. That tells you a hell of a lot, like going into a, a contract with the DOD. I served in the Marine Corps. I estimate that I got between 15 and 20 shots. You don't think the DOD has been experimenting? I, I mean, there are so many shots when you go into the military Three, four years ago, I thought I was going to look like Michael J. Fox. Had I not met Fortune, I probably would right now look like that. Other things that have recently come to light, like one of the guys, it's either the guy or someone close to the guy who was paid millions of dollars to go back by Disney, to go back into old 50s, 40s Disney movies as far back as they could and add chemtrails into the films so that it begins to normalize it and make people think that this is just normal going on a long time. All these things progressively tell you, you know, it's it shouldn't be a secret to anyone that there is actually an intent to weaponize basically the world. Well, you're right. This is a, this is basically like the Truman show that we live in and most people don't realize that every aspect of their lives has been engineered. From the time that they're born in a hospital, it's been engineered for the doctor to take them away from the mother, to cut the umbilical cord. So that until the heart, you know, you should never cut the umbilical cord until the heart stops beat, until it stops pulsating. Then they're injected. Then they start watching engineered cartoons on TV. Then they are, these whole school system is completely engineered. The whole educational system is engineered. The whole medical system is engineered with toxic pharmaceuticals. The whole financial system is completely engineered. Money is engineered. The politics is engineered. They engineer hate. They engineer fear. They engineer bioweapons. They engineer racism. The water is engineered. The artificial lighting is engineered. The radiation is engineered. The addictions are engineered to, to get people addicted to poisons and sugars and drugs and social media. They infected us with parasites. They engineer the weather. That's been engineered even. They engineer the food we eat. They engineer all the synthetic chemicals. I mean, they even engineer the wars and the religions. So it's like every single part of our lives is like this big engineered movie that they've specifically, and really starting from, I would say, the 1960s, it was where it really got, they engineered taking the woman out of the household. I mean, there's so many things that have been programmed and pre-programmed and engineered that it has literally zombified a whole world society and have people looking outside of themselves instead of looking inside for truth and becoming truth seekers and, and spiritual seekers, because ultimately they knew and, and highly spiritual people knew that we are all here to become enlightened beings, full of light, full of love, full of joy, full of happiness, without fear. But they've turned all that around and engineered everybody's lives to where they're under this control mechanism 
and this power mechanism. And the sad thing about it is nobody even knows that their that their whole lives have been engineered. I mean, thank God now people are waking up, which is which is a really good thing. But they've been living the last 60, 70, 80 years and haven't and just think everything is normal. They're gonna go watch this on TV. They're gonna go stop at McDonald's in the morning and get something to eat. They're gonna go to their doctor's office whenever they feel sick. They're gonna, um, oh my gosh, the war's going on. Poor people over there. Oh my gosh, this is happening over here. Oh, because they just watch the news and they're just sucked into it and they just believe everything they hear. So they they every single part of the whole programmed creation of the world and everything around it has completely worked for them. And at this point in time, I like to classify humanity and society in three different levels based on energy and vibration. You because everything's energy and vibration. You have without light you have darkness, right? So it's black. The The bottom layer of people that are, let's say the ones that watch CNN all day long, that are running out for their fourth jab, the ones that are just, they think we're just completely crazy and conspiracy theorists and wackos. Those people are, are dark. They don't have light. They're, 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 they're in the dark phase at the bottom. So if there's three levels, let's just say you have white and then you have gray, which is half half light and half darkness. And then you have darkness. Those are the people that are vibrating at a very low frequency. They're in the dark phase. They're 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 just not going to make it. You know, they're they're unfortunately they're just gonna they're gonna perish due to lack of knowledge. Then you have a ever fast growing gray area, which you know as the darkness turns to light, it becomes gray, and you have more and more people every day that are waking up and it's a level of awareness. It's a level of awakening. It's a level of enlightenment. Even if you get one spark of light in you from, from completely dark, you, you're still moving upwards in vibration and consciousness and energy. And that group of people is becoming larger and larger, the, the area in the gray area in the middle. And then you have the, the people that were the indigo children, the star children, the crystal children, the rainbow children, the people that were born in, and usually it, from the 60s, they started being born in in the 60s. Um, the indigos were born in the 60s, which were highly spiritual children born in to help change humanity, to help bring light and energy and vibration. They were very spiritual. Uh, they were often diagnosed with mental illness and still children, highly spiritual children today have been diagnosed, are still being diagnosed with mental illness because um, nobody can really understand them and they don't really have easy uh, time adapting to society. But the people that have been brought in, these are the people that have been brought in like yourself and probably the majority of your listeners are the people that are aware, awake, and different levels of enlightenment, they're the ones that are in the white area at the top. And this is how important it is for people to understand that are listening right now. You're listening to this because you are meant to be listening to this at this point in time in your life. Because in one way or another, if you're in the light and you are, I can guarantee you, you are if you're listening to this right now, you're going to be needed to help transition the people 
The people right now that are in the white are the wise ones, okay? And that's not to be taken as egotistical or uh, to be used in any type of power, like I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you. Because being educated and being wise are two different things. The wise ones are the ones in the white that are here to teach, to share knowledge, to help people transition from the lower gray areas, the black areas, or the gray areas into the white, to raise the vibrational consciousness and frequency of the planet, to help people, to give people solutions, to hold their hands, to be there to talk them through the process, to answer any questions they may have. So that's why it's it's really important. And most people actually know, like if I was to ask you, you would probably say, yeah, I knew I was supposed to be here for this time right now because you know, I might have been doing something different. I might have had other jobs, but, you know, something changed or deep down inside of me, I knew or I'm feeling this energy or I'm feeling this pull to be able to help humanity and to teach humanity. And all that starts through education, right? I mean, you don't know unless you know. So that's why it's it's really important for all of us to be collaborating and working together to help as many people as we can to to usher in this next phase of beauty and peace and joy and the great awakening process that's happening. And now, unfortunately, if you look back at any societies or or any ancient uh, civilizations, Atlantis or the Tartarian age, or which most of that history has been wiped clean because they have a really good way of wiping history clean and teaching us what they want us, only what they want us to believe in. You know, let's get people to believe we landed on the moon. Let's get people to believe that the earth is solid. Let's get people to believe. I mean, basically every, the majority of all the things that you've been taught in school is false. But in order for change, great change to happen, if you look back, great change only happens through pain, trauma, and suffering. Now, we've always put a negative connotation to the words pain, trauma, and suffering. However, if you talk to cancer patients, for example, we, we, used, we, we had a cancer clinic in, 19, in the early, 1990s and up through 2000 before we got raided by the FDA and shut down, but that's a whole other story. I worked with cancer patients for over 30 years and degenerative disease people of how teaching them how to eliminate all disease from their body and all negative health conditions from their body in very simple, easy ways to do that. But I've also had the opportunity to learn from, 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 you know, the billionaires and movie stars and, and the all the individual clients that, that I've had. And when you talk to somebody who's gone through cancer, and healed themselves the natural way. I'm not talking about the medical way because ultimately that's just putting a Band-Aid over it for a period of time. You have to address the root cause of why you have cancer to begin with. But I love interviewing these individuals because I like to learn still and I like to teach people what happened with other people. And when I ask them the question, what was it? You know, What did you have to go through during your, your healing journey? And they say, I had to go through the most pain, the most trauma, and the most suffering I've ever gone through in my entire life. Can you imagine? I mean, I ended up getting the, the dreadful words, you have cancer. I went through the medical route. I was in pain. I was going through trauma. I was in fear. I thought I was going to die. 
Then something inside of me said, go to the natural route. I went to the natural route. I started detoxing. I started doing this. I started doing that. And uh, it was through that pain and trauma and suffering that I am alive and I am enlightened and I am better than I've ever been before in my entire life. It actually made me realize that I was spending way too much time outside of myself. And all the people that I've interviewed too during the uh, during the years will tell you the same thing. I've interviewed people that were spent millions of dollars that were addicted to all kinds of drugs or alcohol. And I was asked them, well, and they've been clean for 10 years. And I asked them, what was it that got you clean? And they say, I had to go through the most pain, the most trauma, and the most suffering I've ever been through in my entire life. I had to lose everything. I lost my fifth wife. I lost my my kids. I lost all my money. I lost, you know, all the aspects of my life. I hit rock bottom. I had nothing left. I was I went through the most pain and trauma and suffering. And then all of a sudden something shifted. And I've I've got my life back. I've never done drugs or alcohol ever again. And that is what I believe we're going through as a world society right now and everybody, depending on where you are in that black, white, or gray area, everybody's going through some degree of pain and trauma and suffering. Because when you've had a whole world zombified the way that they've been, the only way to get people out of that zombification is to put them through pain and trauma and suffering and to have them realize shake them up, basically, and just say, wake up, wake up, wake up. And some people have to have a family member die for that to happen, or a son, or a daughter, or a wife, or a husband, or something severe to have them wake up. But I can tell you that we definitely are, there's no doubt, waking up for sure. And the second thing I let people know is that by interviewing all these individuals over the years, all these sick, usually sick and and, and people that are suffering in many different ways, I always ask them, if you could do something different in your life, what would what would you do? And they say, I wish I would have. If if I had a dollar for every time I heard I wish I would have, I'd I'd probably be, you know, a multimillionaire by now. But basically, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I would have spent more time with my first wife. Now I had, you know, five wives. I wish I would have spent more time working on myself. I wish I would have spent more time being more healthy, exercising more. And then what I've learned from from all of those interviews is that I'm very, I'm a person of simplicity. I like to I like to teach in simplicity. I've boiled everything down to life basically down to four words. First is all conditions, mental, physical, spiritual, they all really, how that gets out of whack is through uh, poisons. You're either poisoning your mind and your spiritual body and your physical body through food, beverages, TV, you know, it's just nothing more than poisons. That's how you degrade and that's how you become zombified and everything else. And so what's the solution to poisons? The solution to poisons is to avoid pot poisons or to detox poisons. So if I say, you know, you can change your life in four words, identify all the poisons in your life and detox them from your life. The next two words are time and decisions. Because time is the only thing, I mean, our whole lives are di- dictated off of time, right? Like, and, and decisions, also come into play with time. 
time is the most valuable asset I tell people. You know, I've had plenty of interviews where people have been millionaires and lost their money and made it back, or you can do this. You know, you can't go back in time and respend time with your kids. You can't go back in time and respend time with your, you know, do things different. Make sure that you you always look at time as your most valuable asset you have. Because you don't want to be one of those people that always end up looking back and saying, I wish I would have. But with time, boils down to decisions, right? Like every single thing in your life is a decision. Like before you go to bed at night, you're making the decision. What time am I going to wake up in the morning? So what time am I going? Am I, am I going to work out in the morning? You know, if you're at a restaurant, am I going to eat the salad or am I going to eat the, the steak and baked potatoes? So every single thing that you do in your life, if you really boil it down, is a decision. So are you making, you know, if you look at the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule, are you every decision you make, are you making good, healthy decisions, decisions that are going to raise your vibrational frequency? Or are you making decisions whether or not it's like, am I going to drink a cup of water? Am I going to drink a glass of wine? Am I going to, you know, everything is a decision you make and all your decisions are based on time. So if you really understand that poisons, detox, time, and decisions are the four words that you can focus on that can completely change your life or keep your life healthy and energetic and vibrationally active and fulfilled and motivated and passionate, that's also breaks it down to where you can just use your mind and say everything that you do or every time you're at a restaurant or whatever you're doing, just make the right decision. And you can just start with one and say, is this going to raise my vibrational frequency or is this going to lower my vibrational frequency? Is it is this dinner I'm going to with this person that I don't get along with that's always negative going to be good for me or bad for me? So that's I'll end it there on the time and decisions, and then we can we could start uh, getting into stuff on the next hour. We need to wrap up hour one. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Um, there's a few things that I'm going to bring up in hour two. Um, we have a list of things: parasite removal, urine therapy. Actually, the doctor has quite a bit to say about urine therapy. The doshas, Ayurvedic medicine. When we come back, the first thing out of the gate, I'm going to ask the doctor is he brought up the light body idea. I'm going to relate that back to the Hindu and actually Tibetan, or actually, if you want to get down to it, any old, old culture that has meditation as a component, they're going to have the three bodies. I'm going to bring that up with them. Doctor, can you please hand out a web address or something that would allow people to find your work? You can give an email if you want, but you're an hour one. If you do that, you'll probably get overwhelmed. Yeah, no, they can go to globalhealinginstitute.org. That's our school. So we actually are teaching people how to heal themselves. And then our product website is globalhealing.com. So globalhealing.com, globalhealinginstitute.org. All right, there it is. Jason, you want to say anything before I wrap hour one? So Dr. Group has provided some discount codes for everyone. There is a 15% off discount code for products on globalhealing.com. The code is CROW777, C-R-R-O-W-777. And there is 20% off for any Improving Your Health course on the website globalhealinginstitute.org. The code for that is also CROW777, C-R-R-O-W-777. And Dr. Group, thank you for those and for a very interesting hour one. There was a lot of awesome information there. 
yeah, there was a lot of meat and potatoes on that plate. Um, with that, I'm going to wrap up hour one of episode 564 with Jason Lindgren and Dr. Group. Hour one is free to everybody at crow777radio.com. That is C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Members know to log in for the full episode. Members get access to all the forums. They can create forums. They get access to all the comments section, as well as the ability to download the two-hour film called Shoot the Moon that covers all my telescope work over roughly half a decade that has 10 awards out in the world right now. With that, we're going to take a short five-minute break. We're going to be back, and we're going to jump in on a whole hell of a lot more. I hope to see you logged in as a member for Hour 2. With that, I would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. See you back in five minutes. Cheers. Belief is the enemy of knowing.